And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Podcast. I'm Jared Weiss, and now we are talking to the Athletic's Brooklyn Nets reporter, Alex Schiffer, who just got back from Sean Marks' press conference, where uh, it turns out Kyrie Irving's not on the Nets right now. He's kind of on the Nets. As Sean said, he's on the team, but not with the current members of the team. So take that for <laughs> what you will. So he's on the former team. He's, on the 20, he's still on the 2021 Nets, is what he's saying. He's on the bubble nets, even though he wasn't even with them down there. So what, what the hell is going on? Yeah, a uh, great way to word your question, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's, how so, I, that's how I word every Kyrie question, but this one yeah. in particular. So so Sean, Mark said to us today over Zoom that Kyrie will not. Well, first, they released a statement. You talked an hour later that Kyrie will not be practicing or playing with the team until he is fully eligible, which essentially means fully vaccinated. and. Now the Nets move on. I mean, they have a preseason finale against the Timberwolves at home on Thursday. Then they open up against the defending champs in Milwaukee Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this kind of puts the kibosh on any chance of Kyrie Irving being a part-time player for the Nets this season. And I, I think it's also fair to question what it means for his, uh, his long-term future with the organization. Yeah, it's hard to have a long-term future with the org when you are kind of suspended indefinitely, essentially, because you won't get vaccinated. So what... You know what the the thing that was really surprising about this was this comes right after the city basically ruled that he was allowed to practice at their facility. So why is this happening now? Why can't he at least practice with the team and then not play with them? Yeah, fair question. I, I think, you know, Sean Marks was asked that today, too, when he said how he doesn't, th you know, this is unprecedented. This has never been done before. And, there you know, there really is no great time. He said you could argue we should have done this weeks ago. And uh, and now we're doing it now. I think it comes down to with the regular season starting and the attrition this team went through last year and the, the winner go home mode that they've essentially are in now. I don't think they could afford to let this linger throughout the regular season. There's enough on their plates and it was best for everyone to kind of decide now and move forward instead of kind of, you know, they open up with two on the road next week at Milwaukee and then at Philly on Friday, then they have a huge homestand and then they have a huge road trip in early November before a little mini road trip to Cleveland and um, Boston. See you soon, Jared. And <laughs> then they're back home for a while. So, I mean, it, it wasn't really, you know, a, a league source compared the idea of him playing part-time to with team chemistry and continuity, throwing a boulder into a small pond every few weeks because of the changing schedule. So I just think that they kind of realized that this wasn't going away and that it was going to be very hard to make work in the regular season and that it was better to get in front of it than maybe learn the hard way and, and seeing this potentially fail before realizing they should have done something different. All right. So then what was Marx's messaging to Kyrie trying to get this resolved? 
he didn't elaborate on that that much, honestly. You know, he 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 was asked about the union and are they going to have anything to say about it? And he says, you know, well, all the parties that need to know have been notified. I asked him, you know, how did this get broken to Kyrie? Did you bring him in? Did you call him? And he didn't really elaborate. He noted he noted that the team was off today after the preseason game in Philly last night. So no one was in the facility. So I, I interpreted this didn't happen in person. And I asked him, I know you don't speak for the guy, but, you know, how do you think he took it? And he didn't again, he didn't elaborate on how the, the this message was delivered. So, I, I mean, he essentially said the Nets really were left no choice. You know, they they had multiple conversations with him about getting vaccinated and and the pros to it and why it, it, it'd be good for him to do it and why he should do it. And I think they just kind of reached their their wits ends with it. I mean, Joe Sy, the Nets owner, if you remember, I had to sit down with him a couple of weeks ago. He is very pro-vaccine. He has two doses in him, four shots. He got Pfizer when he came to the States for the summer. And when he was in China, um, I can't pronounce the, the drug manufacturer over there, but he got two doses of that vaccine over in China. So he, he's about as pro-vaccine as you can get. And I, I just think that this kind of ran its course with them and they, they kind of got the acknowledgement that this wasn't going to happen anytime soon. They needed to move on and it wouldn't be fair to the guys on the team if this just lingered over them all year. But so going back to the first part of that, did you get, do you have a feel for whether Sean Marks actually talked directly to Kyrie Irving to deliver this message? No, that's essentially what I asked him and he did not clarify how the message was sent. Is there any speculation? I, I, I know you're very you're a very buttoned up reporter. You're, you're going to be like, I can't speak for these guys, but I want you to speak for these guys. Is there any of any inkling? I don't, but I would guess it happened over the phone. Okay. Maybe Zoom I mean, hey, like we fair. are. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they were recording a, a podcast and then they're just not releasing it yet. Um, so. I mean, like th this is such a difficult situation because you want to parse it deeply understand Kyrie's side of it and like sure you understand that Kyrie isn't just being a jerk to be a jerk he's not it's not just being it's not like he's just like walking out on basketball for the sake of the sake of doing it like he for from my perspective some some incomprehensible reason will not get vaccinated and so what what is the perception that you've gotten as far as how he's been reacting to the way the Nets have been trying to handle this and the fact that I feel like they've been pretty respectful of something that I think most of us in the mainstream society think is pretty ridiculous. But obviously at this point, I guess they're still being respectful from all the phrasing that they're using between him and Nash, but they had to obviously like do, they had to do the hard thing. Yeah. He, you know, we've only talked to him once at media day. He didn't speak in San Diego with us in training camp and he hasn't played in the preseason since it was his first practice on Sunday before they went to Philly, they left him in, in Jersey slash New York. And we were kind of told on Saturday and Sunday that, you know, we'd be hearing from Kyrie soon and we'd get to talk to him soon. Uh, now, who knows? Haley's Comet might be back before that happens. Who knows? So um, so we haven't really been able to speak with him much and, and kind of see where uh, where he lies with a lot of this. You know, there was a tweet the other day about um you know, him saying, you know, I get all the protection I need from God. Some people took that as a uh, as a message that, you know, he is that as an anti-vax message of sorts. I don't know about you, Jared, but uh, having covered college recruiting, I am done trying to be uh, read people's cryptic, cryptic tweets. Uh, I graduated from that years ago. I'm now on to Instagram. So uh, so I don't I don't think there's a great feel for how he took this. You know, the, the Nets said that Sean Mark said that he expected it to be bad or that that Irving had to take it well but you know this is kind of the position they left him in so I 
my biggest takeaway from from the Sean Marks press conference was that he, uh, you know, it was about as blunt as he's ever been. You know, obviously he's a guy that likes to. He's also just like I'm a button up reporter. He's a button up GM, and uh, I think uh, I think that he just essentially said, you know, we we did all we could with this. This had to be done, and uh, the ball's in his court. And I think that that's kind of the the big takeaway from all this. So what were the other interesting things that came out of his presser? Yeah, you know, with uh, with his salary, he will only be do- uh, docked pay from home games, not road. So I don't know how that's all going to work. Um, but, you know, it's 380K. It's about I think it's about 15 and a half million he stands to lose. So I think he'd still make about 20 million this year. Um, I, that was an interesting takeaway. You know, the there was talk about, you know. Sean talked about. You know, we want Kyrie back and we want to welcome him with open arms, you know, just with different circumstances. And, you know, he was asked, how long is that invitation valid for? And he essentially didn't have a timeline. He goes, you know, this is all unprecedented. He's probably got to process this. Who knows? And he also kind of said the same thing about a possible trade or parting of ways. So, you know, he's in the last year of his contract, Kyrie, and he has a player option for next year. And uh, I think I think it's fascinating if he's not back, what they end up doing. You know, that this this roster is not really built to add a third star right now. All their tra- draft picks went to Houston. They only have so much young talent. Nick Claxton might be their most tradable young asset outside of Cam Thomas or Dayron Sharp um, is in the final year of his deal. So he'd be a rental. You know, there's no real great way to add to this roster. And they have those trade exceptions looming. And uh, now you kind of wonder if that's the big move. I mean, could you see after a month or two of this that if there was some team that was willing to offer so you know, even just like one first round pick that they would just jump on that and just get rid of the situation and try to recruit back some of those picks from the hardened trade potentially you know i'm, I'm gonna sound like tony fauci here but obviously the virus kind of controls <laughs> a lot of things and i don't see you know the the biggest thing the biggest pathway i think through the the i don't want to say obvious um the most likely pathway, I think, to Kyrie getting on the court in the near future is these ordinances being lifted, right? And while cases, I believe, have been trending down lately, you know, science and and uh, the COVID charts I check every day on, on news websites suggest that the virus tends to spike in the winter. And so I just don't see a world in which these things get lifted before maybe March 2022. And then at that point, Forever. you know, you're or ever, or ever, but, you know, speculating, I mean, if they were to get lifted in the, in the spring, you're talking about getting him back for just the playoffs or having to ramp him up with some regular season games. And then the team would have gotten into a routine at this point of playing without him. Um, You know, that this is, that's such a large leap for my brain to make of, you know, would that even be worth at that point for them, especially if they're winning? I mean, he is that good. He is that good. It certainly probably would be, but it would be a huge, it'd be a huge risk. Right. So, all right. They don't have Kyrie Irving now. What does their rotation look like? Yeah. So James Harden and Kevin Durant, obviously. And then from there, I mean, you look at, I think Joe Harris starts, Blake Griffin starts, Bruce Brown probably starts as a, as an on-ball defender and short roller that can give the Nets something different. And then I think it gets interesting from there. I mean, I think Cam Thomas is a natural candidate to replace some of his scoring. Patty Mills, do you work him in at the point a little bit? Do you make Javon Carter your backup point guard between his defense? You know, he can shoot a little bit. And then having Mills play off the ball, off the bench, which has you know, kind of been his calling card his whole career. So 
Those are the immediate names. I just even wonder what that open two-way spot. Do they try to add another ball handler just in case? So I guess uh, in 20 seconds, is that enough ball handling if it's just Harden and Durant and then everybody else is basically an off-ball player? That's, to me, the question. You know, I, I they ran out of ball handlers last year in the playoffs. You remember when Harden and Irving were down. I kind of thought that whole series towards the end was like an ode to Spencer Dinwiddie. Had they been able to get him back or he'd been healthy, they could have really used him there. But I don't know. And I think that's where it gets interesting. Of Does someone else emerge? You know, David Duke is probably the leader to be their two-way guy right now um, at a province. You know, he, he's more of a two-guard than a, a natural point. I, I think it's a very, very valid question. But I, I also think that you can probably get ball handlers on the cheap it's not like you're trying to get a big star or anything like that. There, there is, you know, the point guard market might be the deepest position in the league, right? There's tons of point guards. So I think, I think getting someone cheap that makes sense shouldn't be a too big of an ask, especially for a guy like Sean Marks, who's obviously proven to be there good at his job. All right. Well, that is Alex Schiffer. He covers the Brooklyn Nets for The Athletic. I have a feeling he's going to have a lot more Kyrie Irving coverage over the next few weeks. So be sure to subscribe at theathletic.com slash ding. Alex, take us out of here. It's going to be a long year, man. Buckle up, everybody. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.